Ah, welcome to The Safety Plan, the show where I cover the latest cyber scam and how to avoid it on LCC Connect. I'm Paul Schwartz, and I'm happy that you are here. Let's do this. This morning, my daughter was singing Close to You by the Carpenters, and now that song is stuck in my head. I, I guarantee you've heard it. La, 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 la. Why do birds suddenly appear every time? Da, da, da. But, but but I teach my daughter like cybersecurity kind of words to the song. So she was singing, why do scams suddenly appear every time I'm on the computer just like me? They long to be in my bank account. Anyway, yeah, obviously the college has allowed me budgetless artistic freedom on this show, and I will take advantage of that position. So welcome to the Safety Plan Show, and here's the format. First, I will describe a real-world cyber ex- uh, scam, like phishing or malware or identity f- theft and so on. Second, I will explain why it could happen to you. And third, how to protect yourself so it won't happen to you. So why should you listen to the Safety Plan episodes? First, I want to share my knowledge with you, so hopefully you can learn and be inspired by it. Second, a community knowledgeable in cyber scams will not fall for them in the future. And third, if people start practicing good cyber practices in their lives and at home, then they practice those same skills at work, which makes your business or company or local community college more secure. So win, win, win. Okay, so I'm Paul Schwartz, and I work at LCC as the Director of Information Security, and I coordinate security issues for the college, things like data breach coordination, account compromises, and so forth. I've worked in cybersecurity for 27 years, including 20 years in the Air Force, before I ended up as the Director of InfoSec at LCC. Yes, I'm one of the IT department nerds, and nerds are smart, S-M-R-T smart. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm going to talk about gift card scams. A gift card is a form of payment that can be used to make purchases at retail stores, gas stations, restaurants, and other locations. You load money onto the card, which you or the gift card's recipient can then spend at accepted locations. A gift card is the equivalent of cash that can be used with a particular merchant. Gift cards are a form of prepaid debit card that's loaded with funds. Typically, there's a gift card number on the back and a pin that is needed for online use. Now, retailers love gift cards. They hold onto the money that you don't spend for years. And when you do use up your gift cards, or when you do use your gift card, you tend to buy things more expensive than the gift card can cover, a term some companies internally call the upspend. So retailers try to make gift cards as easy to buy as they can. You will find all manner of gift cards and all sorts of things at drugstores and convenience stores and grocery chains and so forth. Gift cards are different than credit cards and bank accounts. They have no legal protections. When a victim shares the card number with a scammer, they've effectively authorized its use. Now today I'm going to cover nine common gift card scams. The first is being threatened by the Internal Revenue Service. This is one of the more common gift card scams. A criminal will call you and, or send you a text or send you an email claiming to be the IRS The scammer will say that you owe unpaid taxes and that the IRS will arrest you if you don't pay now with a gift card. 
So they ask you to go purchase the gift card, and sometimes they tell you to buy it at a specific place, and then you contact the criminal and read off the gift card numbers in the pin. The scammer then uses this information to purchase items online with the gift cards that you bought. Now, first of all, the IRS will never call, text, or email you about unpaid taxes. The IRS will always send a letter with a phone number for you to call. Second, the IRS will never threaten to send you to jail for taxes you owe. And finally, the IRS will never request that you pay owed taxes with a gift card. There is no legitimate organization or business that wants you to pay them with a gift card. Okay. Scam number two, gift card bots. Gift card scammers often turn to bots, which are software applications that perform automated tasks online, and they use these to drain the gift card balances of unsuspecting consumers. Scammers might use a bot such as Gift Ghostbot to scour retailers' online gift card balance check systems. Now, these are the websites where you can go to with your gift card to see if you still have a remaining balance in your card. The bot attacks by testing millions. I've heard 4 million requests per hour, and those might even lead to an application denial of service. But those testing of millions of gift card numbers, what they're doing is they're trying to determine which ones have a balance. And if the balance is provided, the bot operator knows that the account number exists and and that the card has been activated and it contains funds. So when the bot finds one, the criminal uses the gift card number to make purchases themselves or sell the gift cards um, on the dark web. Now the dark web is a part of the internet that contains a hidden collective of internet sites only accessible by a specialized web browser, a Tor browser. It's used mainly for keeping internet activity anonymous and private, which can be helpful in both legal and illegal applications. Okay, then when you go to use your card after the bot has found it and drained it, you discover that the balance has been drained and your gift card is useless. You would probably make an irate call to the company that sold you the gift card and complaining that they, they gave you an empty gift card, but that's not exactly what happened. The bot has guessed your numbers and the criminals have drained your funds. One way to avoid this scam, use your gift cards as soon as you receive them, giving bots less of a chance to discover your card information. You should also consider uploading your gift card onto the retailer's application as soon as possible after receiving the card. That gets the funds off the gift card and onto the retailer's site. Okay, scam number three, the shady cashier. Sometimes a store's cashier is in on the scam. Say you purchase a gift card at a department store. The cashier might activate the gift card, but instead of handing it back to you, switches the card with one that hasn't been activated. The cashier then keeps the activated card and gives you you know, that, that card that doesn't work, and you go to use it and find out it doesn't work, but the cashier's already drained the funds out of the activated card. Now, what's the best way to avoid this scam? Watch the cashiers as they check you out. Make sure they hand the gift card back to you as soon as they activate the card. Okay, scam number four, stealing the numbers. Another popular gift card scam is when thieves go into a store and they're often armed with a mag stripe reader that reads the numbers stored in the magnetic strip on gift cards. So they grab a handful of gift cards, you know, from the shelves at the Walmart or the Target. They scan it. They pull all that information. They put all the cards back. The scammer um, then next calls customer service numbers on the cards and provides that copied gift card number. And if this will tell the scammer if someone has purchased and activated the gift card and how much the balance is left on the card. The scammer then uses those gift cards to make online purchases, draining the balance of the card that you bought.
Now, another trick the thieves use uh, on stealing the numbers is to go into the stores and pull those gift cards off the shelf and then scratch off the film to get that you know, gift card number or that pin, and then they can cover it back up or they just leave it there. So hopefully, you know, you won't notice it when you buy it. But some of the more sophisticated thieves put an easy to obtain replacement sticker over that little scratched off number. The scammer then enters that card number and pin into the same websites to check to see if the you know, the retailer's website to see if it's uh, been activated and loaded up with funds. And as soon as they notice that it's been activated and loaded, they spend their money online before you have a chance to spend it yourself. Now, how to avoid this scam? You need to inspect the gift cards before you buy them and look for signs that the packaging might have been compromised. Uh, Another thing is don't buy gift cards with exposed, you know, gift card numbers or the pin, or if the gift card is being sold on a publicly displayed rack in retail stores, those are the most often ones targeted. Now, scam number five, the online auction scam. You might be tempted to buy gift cards at online auction sites. They often advertise uh, the cost of those much less than the gift card is worth. Don't buy those. Scammers often sell gift cards that haven't been activated at these sites. You pay for the cards thinking you're getting a bargain, because you're paying less than the card's face value, only to find that the gift card doesn't work. Other scammers lie about the value of the gift cards they are selling online. They might claim that the gift card is for $50. You pay for the card and receive it and find out it's only worth $5 left on its save balance. Avoiding this scam is simple. Never buy gift cards from an online auction site. If you do, if you do want to buy a gift card online, buy them directly from the retailer um, you know, offering them. Now, the sixth scam is the fake prize. You might get a call or email or text message from a scammer claiming that you've won a lottery or a contest. The scammer says you've won, you know, maybe a trip, a new car, a cash prize. But to claim the prize, you must first pay a redemption or claiming fee with a gift card. The scammer asks you to purchase a specific gift card, you know, call back and read those card numbers in that pin over the phone to the scammers. This, of course, is another scam. No legitimate lottery, sweepstakes, or business will ask you to pay for a fee to claim your prize. And you'll never win a prize from a sweepstakes or lottery you didn't enter in the first place. Okay, scam number seven, the power company calls. Now, you're sure you've paid your utility bills on time each month, but one day, someone calls claiming to be a representative of your public utility, say consumers energy in this area, and says that you're late on a bill and owe money. And if you don't pay up immediately, the utility will shut off your power or water. And they will say things like, the consumer's energy truck is on its way to shut off your power within 24 hours if a payment isn't made. The only way to pay is with a gift card that the utility company representative tells you to buy at the nearest convenience store. Again, this is a scam. The person calling isn't from the utility. It will simply use your gift card information for a shopping spree. Your public utility will never call you to say that you owe money and make demands. It will instead send you a letter. Your utility also won't threaten to shut off your power or water without first giving you plenty of warning and time to pay back what you owe. And utilities won't accept payment through a gift card. This is not a typical form of payment. Utility companies never ask you for your personal information over the phone. They will not contact you by phone and ask you for your account number or payment information. Sometimes con artists will attempt to trip you up by pretending to know your account number. Okay, scam number eight, the fake website. Let's say you're trying to reach Match.com, the dating site, to cancel your account. 
You search on Google for a customer service number to call. That leads you to a fake website built to look legitimate, but with a phone number that connects you to a scammer posing as matches customer service. The rep says he can help first, though he told you he needs to install a program on your computer called TeamViewer, which allows him remote control of the computer. He then directs you to log into the bank, into your bank's website, and he's going to directly deposit your refund into your bank account. And let's say it's like a $90 refund, but this is a scam. Instead, he sets the scam in motion by manipulating the code on your computer, making it look like he deposited $900 in your bank account instead of the $90, a huge mistake. The only way to fix the mistake, the rep tells you, is to buy, you know, Target gift cards and give them, give him the numbers. He could then put the money back into matches bank accounts and all would be settled. Otherwise, he'd lose his job. And again, this is all a scam. Uh, he, he didn't deposit any money in your account. You bought the gift codes and handed them over, and, and you just got scammed again. Okay, scam number nine is a friend in need. Let's say you receive a coworker email or a friend's Facebook message that you think is from a friend that says, I know, good day, how are you doing? Hope this finds you well. I wonder if you could do a favor. Awaiting your response. The story continues that the friend is out of town or at a funeral or in a meeting, and they can't get a gift card for a birthday present for a friend in the hospital with cancer. So could you get it for them? You know, they may be asking you for money through Facebook or Venmo because their car was impounded and, and they, you know, they, they need until next Friday's payday to pay you back. All of these are, are scams. A similar call may come from a fake state trooper policeman stating that you owe hundreds of dollars in speeding tickets. And that the only way to remove them from your record is by calling in the numbers from an Amazon gift card to pay off your fines. Or how about an FBI agent calling with a warrant for your arrest? The only way to stop the police or FBI supposedly coming to your door to arrest you is with the help of another scammer who pretends to be a lawyer, conveniently a phone call away, who takes payment and gift cards. You know, maybe the phone call is from someone who says they work from Amazon, you know, claiming he knows someone hacked into your account and they need you to verify your identity or your IP address with a gift card, which they can't do. That, that's impo technically impossible with a gift card. Or maybe it's someone who works at Microsoft offering a refund for a computer security service you bought a few years ago that stopped working. The same holds true for an urgent call from a grandchild in distress. This is the classic high grandma scam where they need money for, you know, bail or, you know, payment in the form of a gift card. Or fraudsters posing as clergy members raising money in the form of gift cards for a worthy cause or person in need. These are all scams. Okay, so in summary, I've just told you the nine kind of large gift card scams. Now, don't, um, don't provide these gift cards over the phones when these scammers call you. Always verify these requests by calling the person asking um, or having the need. I know people are anxious to help, but wait until you know for sure that the need is real. Stop worrying about possibly hurting their feelings by not helping them out with this gift. Scammers know if they make it emotional and create this sense of, sense of urgency and fear, the logical part of your brain disconnects and the fight or flight kicks in. Be more savvy with a computer and always check sites, uh, you know, online sites like Snopes.com for the latest scams. Anytime a caller asks for gift cards, it's usually a scam. Always speak to the person to verify the request. 
And if they call you, be sp- be suspicious. Call them back with the phone number in your, on in your you know in your phone, or on the company's website. That's a wrap of today's safety plan episode. If you have questions or have been a victim of a cyber scam, please tell me about it by emailing lccinfosec at lccedu, or you can find more info at lccedu/connect. This episode of the Safety Plan was recorded by Paul Schwartz in the TLC Tower in downtown Lansing Community College and produced by Lane Ingram and engineered by Big D Dedalian. I'm Paul Schwartz, and this is LCC Connect. So long. So long.